This message was recorded live at Plantation Seventh-day Adventist Church in Plantation, Florida. Welcome to PlantationSDA.tv. Here you will find a diverse variety of Bible-based topics and conversations. God's master plan to inspire your mind, bring peace to your heart, and uplift your soul. May you be blessed and encouraged as you listen to God's Word. has been so good to all of us. There are those who went to bed last night and did not wake up. There are those who started a journey and never got to the end. But God has seen fit that we should be here. Amen? And it is indeed a privilege as Pastor Rose came and tried to do the aloha thing. Where were you at? Pastor, Pastor Rose tried to do the aloha thing. You see, at the luau's in Hawaii, uh, anybody been to the luau's in Hawaii? And Pastor Jen, she, she did it there, but it, it is this aloha. And the people come back, And the aloha spirit is something that is beautiful. It means I love you. Huh? It, it, it means hello. It means goodbye. It's all these beautiful things. It is the ha is the breath. The ha, that's, that's, that, that's that area where God connects us all together. The ha, the breath. It is beautiful to be here with you and to, to uh, share this very special time uh, with Jen. Let me, let me do the, the official kind of thing. Can I do the official part where I bring you greetings indeed from uh, Sean Boonstra, uh, speaker director for uh, Voice of Prophecy. And indeed, we consider it a privilege to be here in the Florida conference where uh, your, your, your mission is walking together in faith, hope, and love. I like that. Uh, we walk in faith in Jesus, hope in his second coming, and together we experience and share the love of God. Is this what we're doing? This is why we're here. I also see that there's some 280 churches and companies and mission groups and a system of 30 K-12 schools with more than 4,600 students in this, in this conference. I say amen and praise God. And a combined membership of some 60,000. We're a part of something much bigger than the local church. But we know that the local church is where it really happens, amen? We give God honor for President uh, Alan uh, Machado, Secretary Tim Goff, Treasurer Elisa Ramin, hope I said her, her name correctly, Ministerial Director Orlando Lopez, and uh, when I first met this brother in Hawaii, uh, he was visiting and supporting Jen, and, and this is Pastor Gervon Marsh. Where are you, Pastor Marsh? Where are you? Somewhere? Where are you? All right. He's somewhere in here. And it's just, just really cool to get to know him. And also, 
I give honor to the associate director, the associate um, director. He, he was here, um, Andrew Nugent, as we were rehearsing and singing, which we're gonna sing later on, and it's gonna be off the chain, folks. Pray for us. And of course, uh, senior pastor for this church, uh, Elder Rose and um, Associate Pastor Kevin McCoy, and I know that we have other pastors and chaplains. It is great to be in the presence of God. We give honor and praise to him and to, to you. And of course, Pastor Jen, the person of the hour, and her family that we have come to love and to know, uh, her, her five boys, I don't want to say her six boys, but you know, her husband um, is, is, is one that holds things together and while she's busy doing different things, and if you haven't gotten to know them, friends, get to know them. I'm going to ask you to take care of your pastors. Amen. Amen. Ministry is tough enough. The battles that Satan has for, for, for pastors and, and what's happening, we, we have to pray for our pastors. We have to call our pastors. We have to encourage our pastors. I know sometimes we have some nice criticisms that we want to share with our pastors. Maybe sometimes there's a place for that, and, and sure. And we pastors, we have to spend the time that we need to do processing the criticism. But we also want to hear encouragement, amen? I remember back in the day when, when uh, there was uh, my, one of my first churches in Hawaii, I used to have this dear lady, uh, she was one of my prayer warriors. And when I come home from a long day and I play that answering machine, back then, you know, you have those answering machines that you play. And she would say, Pastor, we love you, we're praying for you. Man, when you hear something like that, that, that just motivates you, huh? And so please encourage our pastors. Uh, and, and so we, we, we are glad for that. Again, Auntie Norma, we go back to 1996, when my wife and I first went to Hawaii, and we were young books. We were young, uh, young in ministry. And, and met Auntie Norma and her family and, and began to pastor there. Uh, we, we began there, I believe it was like uh, October of um, 1996, and we began at the Kapole area, and we worked, and the Lord blessed us and, and blessed our ministry there. What an honor to be in ministry. And uh, I thank God, Auntie Norma, for the years that we have been, we have been able to share together. I also give honor for God's goodness and mercy, his inspiration, his leading, and I congratulate the leadership of, uh, of, of this conference for making a decision to, to commission a female pastor. <laughs> pastor Jennifer, Galiza Hernandez, and I said the Galiza part because her dad would have loved to be here, but he passed away just earlier on this year. And we were able to go back to Hawaii for um, the funeral and, and just to, to be there to support the family. But. Uh, I'll share a little bit more later on. But I just want to thank God for 
the administration and the decision that you have made um, for, um, for this. We need to continue to acknowledge the calling that God has on his people, on his people, inclusive of men and women. And I'm not going to do an apologetic on, um, on ordination or anything like that. But I, I want to get to the word now because I, I know um, we, we don't have a lot of time, but I just want to get to the word. If you would turn in your Bibles with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. I just want to spend a few moments uh, talking about um, my, my, my subject matter of this ministry, this ministry. But before we go into the word, just pray for me, just pray with me just one more time. Father God, we thank you, we praise you, and we magnify your holy name. What privilege we have to be able to come into this place a place that has been set aside for holy work. Speak through us today as this message is primarily directed to the ministers and ministry and uh, Pastor Jen, I pray that we will get something from this that will lead us closer and nearer to you. So I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart will be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer, amen. Let me just say that I have some special people in the congregation that I, I want to acknowledge, and um, that is my um, mother and father-in-law, um, Daphne and Kenneth Bins, they're sitting right over here. We have been, we left Ocala on Wednesday and we have been eating our way from Ocala down to uh, Fort Lauderdale. We, we, we stopped at different places, friends that I had not seen in decades. And we've had the mangoes and the sugar cane and the, you know, all the good stuff. Uh, I may not sound like it too much, but I am from Jamaica. Left when I was 11 years old, and so sometimes the accent does still come out, but um, I just want to thank God for them and, and the joy of being able to, um, to travel with them and spend time together. I have some good in-laws, and I'll say that publicly. You have your Bibles? 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse Written verse 1 says, therefore, since we have this what? Ministry. Therefore, since we have this ministry, we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. Because we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. But we have renounced the hidden things of shame not walking in craftiness nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commend, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are what? 
perishing. Verse five, verse four, whose minds the God of this age has blinded who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of God, who is the image of God, should shine on them. Then verse five says, for we do not preach ourselves, but whom? But Christ Jesus our Lord. This ministry. Looking back at 28 years of ministry, I can truly say that God has given good things to me and to my family. Amen. There has been good times and sad times. There have been setbacks and comebacks. There have been challenges and conquerings. There have been pitfalls and pick-me-ups. There have been times of spiritual droughts and times of mountaintop experiences. Although times, situations, and opportunities and disappointments have come, God has been steady in our lives and in our ministry. We have to recognize the call, and when we recognize the call, we, we answer the call just like Isaiah when Isaiah said, here I am, Lord, send me. Are we willing to say, here I am, Lord, whether it's nominating committee time or we, we have upgraded now to ministry placement committee? Huh? When the ministry placement committee calls you and says, we are, we, we are asking you because we saw this certain skill set in you, we've prayed about it, and God has, has allowed us to call you, and you said, no, we turn it down. We only have 20% of the people who are doing 80% of the work in the church, and the pastors can't do the work all by ourselves. You are blessed to have three pastors here, but still, they can't do the work by themselves. This ministry is tough. This ministry have spiritual challenges, physical challenges, mental challenges, all kinds of relational challenges, all kinds of them because each and every one of you have different personalities and when pastors face you as a congregation, I understand that before COVID, there were some 700 of you attending two services, something like that. Imagine three pastors serving 700 people plus all the different things that takes place, and we only have a small percentage of people who are saying, here I am, Lord. Here I am, Pastor. I will help. Here I am. I I I'll do it. it. It's challenging to be in ministry. It's challenging to come to, to, to this place. A and we as pastors, we, we, we're not perfect. None of us pastors walk on water. We are broken just as you are. And we have to pray triple time to make sure that we stay in the word, to stay uh, connected to Christ and doing the things that we know that we need to do. And so this ministry is indeed a challenge. It is a calling that God has given us and because it's a calling doesn't mean that it's easy. It is still a tremendous challenge. And, and, and so we are, we, we look at, at, at Pastor Jen. The challenge of, of, of call, being called to ministry 
and the challenge of being, um, uh, being uh, you know, a, a female. And, and so there, there's some who feels one way about that and, 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 and others. But, but when we look at scripture, we see that this calling, the word kara from, from the Hebrew and, and, um, and, and the, the uh, kaleo from the New Testament, from the uh, Greek, and that this, this is a calling that God makes. It's not one that man makes or that we get up one day and say, oh, I'm called. No, it's something that we sense. I knew that I was called to ministry from the time I was 10 or 11 years old when I was still in Jamaica and I, I knew that I wanted to be a ministry. But sometimes we go through these detours. Huh? And these detours doesn't always take us where I didn't have a father in ministry. I didn't have an uncle in ministry. I had no one in ministry. It had to be God who leads. And for Jen, I see that it is God who is leading her step every step of the way. God has always placed someone in my life who has encouraged me throughout the years. Not a family member, but someone that God says some way, somehow, Bill Payne needs some encouragement. And perhaps others in Jen's life, I, I look at today, Jen could have called some of the big professors, big names from Andrews University. Huh? She could have called, uh, let me not call any names, but, but she could have called some, some big names. But she chose to, I'm humbled that she has called me. Because we have been able to encourage our doors. When we lived at, at Andrews University in Berrien Springs, our doors was a revolving, our home was a revolving door to Andrews. People come and they'll spend two, three weeks. Uh, people come and they'll spend two, three months. Uh, people come, they'll spend a day, and we would help people along the way. And because of this, we have been able to, to be very instrumental in encouraging and helping uh, some of these daughters and some of these sons along the way. And, and, and it is, it's so rewarding in ministry to see that, that because you have prayed over someone, you have encouraged them, you see them develop in ministry, and we see that in Pastor Jen as she has, um, as, as she has blossomed and developed. So the Hebrew word to call, kara, uh, it is used in the sense of naming as when God calls the light day and the darkness night. Uh, the same verb is used when Adam, when Adam named all the animals. Um, uh, it, it's also employed in the sense of summons. So, so, so when God summons someone, God has summons uh, Jen, uh, as we affectionately call her, Pastor Jen, to, to, to be in ministry. And perhaps all of you pastors, God has summons you. There is this time when you know that God has called me and beyond a shadow of a doubt, I'm going to fulfill this. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know how I'm going to get the money to go to school. I don't know how I'm going to be able to do this, moving from one place to the other. But God got your back. As they sang that song, there is no mountain. Huh? There is no mountain that can prevent us from accomplishing that which God has uh, God wants to accomplish in each of our lives. And so it's the voice of God that is calling and he's calling us 
to, 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 to different things. They're, they're different callings. They're different callings that God has placed on us. And we're thankful for all these different callings. But I, I, I don't want to, I'm going to go through all of those callings, but I, I just want to, to look at this, um, this, this thing of apostello, the apostle. It, it, it's one called to go out. One called to be sent out. The, the, the apostle, you've been called. As a pastor, you've been called to be sent out. Jen, as a, as, as a pastor, you've been called to, to send out, to go out and into the highways and the byways and to encourage and to, to bring a word of comfort to this cold and dying world. People are in need of a word of encouragement. People are in need of a pick-me-up. But the same calling that God has placed on pastors also have been placed on the people because there is the priesthood of all believers. And so when we look at Matthew 28 and, and, and the, the commissioning that is there, it is important for us to see that we too must go out into the highways and the byways. Ellen White says in Gospel Worker, page 352, she says, the work of God in the earth can never be finished until the men and women comprising our church membership rally to the work and unite their efforts with those of ministers and church officers. This is a cooperative kind of work. This is a work that all of us come together to do. There's, I believe at the last GC, they said there's something like 30,000 pastors in the Adventist church across the world. How in the world 30,000 pastors are going to finish this work? Hmm? It's going to take all of us working together cooperating with that of leadership and moving the good news, the gospel forward, friends. And I pray that we will see that God is calling each and every one of us. Jump down to verse 7 of our text. 2 Corinthians 4, look at verses 7 and 8. I, I, I love this. Paul, you see, Paul had to constantly defend his ministry. They, they didn't believe that, well, Paul, you know, you, you used to kill. You used to kill Christians. You wanted to destroy the church, but now you're calling yourself an apostle of that which you were trying to destroy. And so he was constantly trying to defend that. And 2 Corinthians is one of those places where he was, he was trying to do that. And, and he spoke really personally, personally about his ministry. But here, look at verse 7. He says, but we have this what? Treasure in earthen vessels are jars of clay. This, this, this vessel, this vessel is one that has been put on the, on the potter's wheel and it has been formed, right? And as it's been formed, it is now something, it is a jar of clay, still breakable. It has to go through the kiln where it is fired to become uh, sturdy and stay and do what it needs to do. But just the vessel alone can't do this work. He says this, we have this treasure. Who is this treasure? 
This treasure is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This treasure is the one who is the incarnate Christ who, who died on Calvary's cross for us. He says, we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Then verse 8, mm, he says, we are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not, dis but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not what? Destroyed. And as pastors, we go through this stuff. We have our disappointments and our times of discouragement. We have, we, we sometimes we, we want to, to get that promotion and that promotion didn't come. Sometimes there's pastoral jealousy. Sometimes there's all kind of things that's being said about you, but you have to stay steady. You have to keep your eyes on Christ and you must keep going no matter what. Because life is going to bring some crushing blows, huh? Sometimes you're going to feel like, like, the, like the, the earth under you is, is just opening and, and, and taking you in. Sometimes you're going to be so confused and perplexed, but the, Lord, the word says you are not in despair. Sometimes they're going to talk about you and persecute you, but you are not forsaken by God. God's still right there by your side. He has promised he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. And whether you're a pastor or a layman in the church, you're going to do the work that God has called you to do, and somebody's going to talk about you. It just happens. So we stay steady. We we, we, we may feel struck down at times, but we are not destroyed. We, we must know that, that, that life has a lot to offer, a, a, a lot of different things. And, and Jen, in the last year or so, several months, you, you have gone through a lot. You, you have lost your sister. You have, you have lost your dad. You, 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 your husband uh, had gotten ill a few times and, and, and your mom had fallen and, and hurt herself and, and you're trying to balance family and ministry and school and life. And praise God that you have uh, some great conference colleagues and administrators who have been there by your side. Yes. They've been there by your side, Jen. And ministry is, is tough at times, but we praise God that we do have a miracle work in God. We, we have a God who is right there by our side. We, we, we serve a, a God who, who changed water into wine. Huh? We serve a God who healed the nobleman's son. He, he healed uh, the, the demoniac of Capernaum. He, he, he healed Peter's mother-in-law. He healed the lepers and he healed the paralytic. He healed the man with the withered hand. He healed the centurion's savior. He, he raised the widow's son. He the storm and seeing he, he, he did the healing of, of the woman uh, with the internal bleeding. He, he raised Jairus's daughter. He healed the two blind men. He fed 5,000. He walked on the storm and seeing he healed the demoniac girl. He healed the demoniac boy and he will send you to catch fish when the fish ain't biting and you'll put a coin in it just for Caesar. I tell you, he raised Lazarus. 
And he, if he didn't say Lazarus, we are told that, that, that there, would be, uh, 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 there, there would be many who would come forth. He says, Lazarus, Lazarus, come forth. That's the kind of God we serve. What miracle do you need from our God this morning? What miracle do you need? Uh, jump down to verse 16 with me as we, 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 we seek to, to wrap up this ministry. So I want you to remember this ministry, but I also want you to remember this treasure, this treasure. And because of this ministry and this treasure, treasure that is in this earthen vessel that's in us, here Paul says, therefore we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being what? <laughs> Renewed day by day. Paul sitting in the Manatine prison, he, 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 he's stinking and, and he's smelling his own stench and he said, yet I'm sitting in heavenly places. Woo! How do I sit there, but I'm there? The love of God. What I know about my Savior and what he's done for me, he, he, he rejuvenates me. Uh, uh, was it um, Jeremiah said it was like what? Fire shut up in my bones when the word of God is in us. When the word of God, when we want to preach the word, when we talk about the word, when we share the word, it's like fire shut up in our bones and we want to share this good news. We want to share this thing. And so Paul says, don't. Uh, therefore, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light afflictions, what? What? Light afflictions, which is but for a moment, is working for us huh, a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. When we look at this ministry, and when we see all what we go through, I, I, I don't know that we'd ever taken a vow of poverty, but, but, but you know, um, it, it's, it's that same salary, you know, that, that you, 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 once you get to the top, ain't no more raises, you know? You, 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 you could get a doctorate, don't mean nothing. You, 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 you're the same salary. But, but you go through this, this life and you, you, you go through the hardships and you, you take the criticisms and you, you, you take the disappointments and all these, these things that you have to do. But you know what? Paul says, our light afflictions, which is but for a moment is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. When I get to heaven, mm, when I get to heaven and I, I'm gonna walk on streets of gold, oh hallelujah. I'm gonna walk down the, la the, the lane, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna walk down and I see my Jesus and I, I would know that heaven is worth it all. Jen, heaven is worth it all. That Jesus wants us to, to, to keep our eyes on him. That although the tough things happen and although disappointments come, heaven is worth it all. And as you look at all of this, you, you, you have to know what your purpose is. 
any organization that comes into being must know what their purpose is. When a church is planted in a certain area, they must have a mission statement, a vision statement as to why we are here. For the minister, here it is. You are to live your life as a pattern to the awesome truth that you have been exposed to. Uh, Paul in 1 Timothy chapter 4 verses 12 to 16, he says, let no one despise your youth. And so Jen, let no one despise your youth or your gender. But be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity. He says, till I come, I'm going to put, till Jesus come, give attention to reading the word, to exhortation, to doctrine. Do not neglect the gift that is within you, which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of hands of the leader, the, the eldership. Meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them that your progress may be evident to all. And so, Jen, live the life that Christ would have you to live. I found this poem some time ago. I haven't heard it a lot lately, but it seems that HMS Richards was given credit for it in several, several places. It goes like this. The Lord has given to every man his work. It is his business to do it and the devil's business to hinder him if he can. So surely as God has given you a work to do, Satan will try to hinder you. He may present other things more promising. He may allure you by worldly prospects. He may assault you with slander, torment you with false accusations, set you to work defending your character, employ pious persons to lie about you, editors to assail you, and excellent men to slander you. You may have Pilate and Herod, Annas and Caiaphas all combined against you and Judah standing by ready to sell you for 30 pieces of silver. And you may wonder why all these things come upon you. Can you not see that the whole thing is brought about through the craft of the devil to draw you off from your work and hinder your obedience to God? Jen, keep about your work. Keep about your work that God has given you. Do not flinch because the lions roar. Do not stop to stone the devil's dogs. Do not fool away your time chasing the devil's rabbits. Jen, keep about your work. Let liars lie. Let corporations resolve. Let the devil do his worst. But see to it that nothing hinders you from fulfilling the work that God has given you. Jen, keep about your work. He has not commanded you to get rich. He has never bidden you to defend your character. He has not set you at work to contradict falsehood about yourself, which Satan and his servants may start to peddle. If you do those things, you will do nothing else. You will be at work for yourself and not for the Lord. Let your aim be as steady as a star. Jen, 
keep about your work. You may be assaulted, wronged, insulted, slandered, wounded, and rejected. You may be abused by foes, forsaken by friends, and despised and rejected of men. But see to it with steadfast determination, with unfaltering zeal, that you pursue the great purpose of your life and the object, the object of your being until at last you can say, I have finished the work which you gave me to do. This ministry must have this treasure, which is Jesus Christ, in the midst of it. God has called you. Go and make disciples. Go and do what God has called you to do. We love you, Jen. We love you and your family. Welcome to this ministry. Pastor Payne, we want to thank you for the message, that powerful message that you have shared with us from God this morning. We also want to thank you for the impact that you have made in Pastor Jennifer's life. We thank you for helping her early on, and now the Florida Conference takes advantage of that. So we thank you for all your hard work. What a privilege we have to have Pastor Jennifer in our conference. In our church, we are so blessed, Pastor Jennifer, for having you as one of our ministers representing Jesus here on earth and specifically here in Florida. If you could please pass here to the front, if you could come forward. Mom, Norma, Miss Norma, we want to thank you. Job well done. You and dad have done an amazing job. We give the credit to Jesus but he uses the parents to instill Jesus in the hearts of their children, and you've done a great job. So thank you for doing that. Armando, we want to thank you for being an incredible husband and standing beside this woman of God. Yes. Boys, all five boys, right? Boys, we want to thank you for standing by mommy. It's not always easy, Jennifer. Uh, I can testify to being born in a pastor's home, and it's not always easy, even though it is a privilege to be in the home of a pastor. So, boys, thank you, thank you, thank you for also standing by mom always. At this moment, we're going to have the prayer of consecration. And I'm going to ask for all of our ministers, pastors that are ordained and commissioned, if you could come forward. We'd like for you to take part with us in this prayer. So if you please could come forward. Pastor Jennifer, we're going to come up here to the top of the platform. But yes, please do not be shy. Please come up and join us. We're going to surround Pastor Jennifer. We're going to lay hands on Pastor Jennifer. We're going to pray and we're going to thank Jesus for calling her into ministry. So please, yes, Armando, if you could please come and join your wife at this time as well. Is that all of our ministers? Come on up, sir, pastor. All right. 
please do not be shy if you can place your hand over Jennifer or someone that is placing their hand over Jennifer as we pray. Let us pray, church family. Father in heaven, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for your daughter, Jennifer. We thank you, Father, for choosing this pastor specifically to serve at this time in this church. Father, what a privilege we have as ministers to be able to work for you. Father, what a privilege we have and what an honor it is to be able to open up our mouths and share that holy name of Jesus. So, Father, we thank you for choosing Pastor Jennifer. We ask, Lord, that just like when she was a little girl at just the age of five, that she may continue to sing and preach for Jesus. May we always be able to see the love of Jesus in everything that she does, in everything that she says. So, Father, again, we ask you to encamp around her always and remind her that you'll never, ever leave her. Father, we ask for her husband, for Armando. What a man of God himself, Lord, surrounding his wife. Father, it's not easy, but you've given him the strength and the peace to know that they have been chosen together in this life to grow your kingdom. Father, we ask for their boys. May you also continue to encamp around them. Remind them that you'll never leave them or forsake them, that you'll always be with them and bless them, Father, because they have always been in ministry. But Father, at this time, Lord, we know that you have chosen Jennifer from early on. From early on, you set her apart. But here publicly, we recognize that calling. So, Father, we thank you again for the way that she has opened up her heart. And, Father, she has chosen the verse, Jeremiah 29, for I know the plans that I have for you. Father, these have been beautiful plans because you have had the plan of her being in ministry all along. So we know that those plans, Lord, in those plans, you will prosper her. You will bless her. You will baptize her with your Holy Spirit. So, Father, we thank you again for choosing Jennifer, for placing her apart, for consecrating her. And, Father, we just ask that your kingdom continually grow because of what you're doing through her. So, Father, now as we lay hands on her, continue to bless her, baptize her, set her apart, and remind her that you'll always be with her. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you always, Pastor Jennifer. I love you so much. This podcast was brought to you by Plantation Seven-Day Adventist Church, a Christ-centered congregation dedicated to spreading the good news of God's love through sermons, deeper dive conversations, and much more. If you would like to listen to more life lessons and inspirational content, please visit us at plantationsda.tv.